Welcome to Prep Talk, the emergency management podcast. Find out what you need to know about preparedness, get all the latest tips from experts in the field, and learn what to do before the next disaster strikes. From the emergency management department in the city that never sleeps, here are your hosts, Omar Bourne and Allison Panisi. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm Omar Bourne. And I'm Allison Panisi. And you are our listeners, and as always, we thank you for joining us. We want you to come back as often as you can, so feel free to listen to Prep Talk on your favorite podcast provider. You can also follow us on social media, on our Twitter at NYC Emergency MGT, Facebook, Instagram, and much more. Allison, it is summertime here in the city, and you know it, it's my favorite season and favorite time of the year. I know we are loving it, Omar, but with summer comes hurricane season. Uh, And while summer may look a little different this year as we navigate through the ever-challenging COVID-19 pandemic, it's important we stay prepared. That's right, Allison. And while Atlantic hurricane season officially began on June 1st here in New York City, we are most likely to be impacted by a coastal storm sometime between August and October, November. So we like to say here in New York City that August 1st is our official beginning to the hurricane season. Right. And thankfully, here to discuss this year's coastal storm season is New York City Emergency Management's Deputy Commissioner of Readiness, Jacob Cooper. Um, As Deputy Commissioner, uh, he oversees our agency's readiness uh, for coastal storms and hurricanes. Uh, Jake actually has been on our show before to talk about the city's planning for planned events such as the New York City Marathon. So, Jake, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back. I'm surprised you uh, guys invited me back, but thanks. (laughs) It's all about your expertise, Jake, so we're happy to have you back. (laughs) It's hurricane season. Right off the bat, what can people do to prepare for the season? It's a good question, Omar. Um, I would point to three things. The first thing I would do is people really should know if they live in an evacuation zone. First and foremost, find out if you're uh, one of the people that live in one of our six zones. And to do that, go to nyc.gov, know your zone, uh, or call 311. And that can tell you if you're actually in an evacuation zone and if you would have to leave during a a coastal storm. The second thing you can do, um, another really simple thing is to sign up for Notify NYC. You can also do that um, at nyc.gov. And that way you can get all the, the latest emergency alerts. It's one of the best ways that we communicate um, with the public to give them the latest and the greatest. And then the third thing, and it makes it more complicated in COVID, is people really should make a plan now uh, with their family what they're going to do in the event of a coastal storm. You know, come up with your family plan. And I would say with, you know, COVID, uh, you want to double check your family plan and make sure where you're, you know, the best thing to do is stay with friends and family, but make sure that can still happen and then have a contingency plan in case that doesn't work out for whatever reason. So those are three simple things. I would do them now. I would not wait for a storm to be coming up the coast to do that. I would just go ahead and, and, and take those simple steps, do the planning now, and it'll save you a lot of trouble later on. So I'm happy that you brought up COVID-19. What are some extra steps that people can take this year in light of the pandemic? I think addition, good additions to your go bag this year um, would be additional face coverings because you're going to want to have your own face coverings for, for you and your family and also plenty of hand sanitizer. 
So I, those are two simple things you could add to your, your existing go bag um, to help you know, deal with COVID. Now, Jake, you've been with uh, New York City Emergency Management for over a decade, and you've seen and worked through hurricanes. Irene comes to mind, Sandy, obviously. So what are some of the challenges of planning for coastal storms, especially here in New York City? Coastal storms are, are hugely challenging. Um, I think, you know, when you're dealing with a city of 8.6 million people, uh, almost 3 million of those people live in evacuation zone, um, protecting the life and property of that many people, you know, 3 million plus is a huge task. Um, so, you know, our coastal storm plan is our largest planning suite, you know, I, I would say with evacuation, hospital evacuation, sheltering, um, feeding, uh, all the logistics plans that go into that. And so it's a complex plan and it has a lot of moving pieces. We drill it every year, uh, but it's a high consequence event for New York City, as we've seen during Hurricane Sandy. So when you're dealing with that many people in the mass care of that many people, it's incredibly, um, it's incredibly challenging. The last major coastal storm or hurricane that has affected New York City is uh, Hurricane Sandy, as we mentioned. So, Jake, can you talk about some of the ways that Hurricane Sandy had affected the way that we have planned for and responded to coastal storms and hurricanes here in New York City? Sure. Yeah, it's a good question. I, there have been a number of uh, changes that have occurred since Hurricane Sandy that made the, the city more resilient. Um, I think the biggest change is you're going to see our agency and the city out in the community faster and more visible. Um, I think we learned after Sandy, um, you know, we need to be on the ground helping coordinate the field response and really in the communities. And I think you'll see that with it, with our uh, field response will be enhanced and there'll also be community recoveries to help, you know, sort of communicate with the community, understand the issues and problems that are there. That's, that's a huge change. Um, on the external affairs side, I think we also have better tools and protocols, you know, that we're going to use this time around. You know, I think about Notify NYC, which I think existed at the time, but I think we've really gotten better on how to use that and, and, and the ways we can really enhance communication. And then obviously the growth of social media, which is a great tool to communicate uh, with the public. So on the external affairs side, I feel like we're stronger. There's also been infrastructure improvements. I think they learned. Um, the building code has changed, uh, particularly for high rises and things where, you know, more mechanicals are on the roof. The utility infrastructure should be more resilient. Um, that'll help. And then I think also uh, we've gotten much better with commodities distribution, in particular food. I mean, you see what's going on now with COVID with the whole uh, food distribution, uh, the Get Food program that we're help, helping work with sanitation on. It's amazing the amount of meals that are going out. So that's a big improvement. You know, we also have these new emergency contracts that are in place to be able to use, uh, you, you know, get resources quickly moving for all sorts of things. And then interim uh, flood protection, IFPM program. This is, you know, putting up uh, different various types of barriers to slow down water inundation. Those things, you know, you put all those things together and, you know, uh, I think we're more mature in our operation and playing than we were during Hurricane Sandy. And we've made those improvements. Uh, you know, to help uh, uh, response. When we look at the city and the emergency operations center, that is usually activated uh, prior to a significant emergency or prior to an emergency. Obviously, 
we are looking at a time where we are social distancing. I know the Emergency Operations Center has been activated virtually this summer. So what does that look like? And how are our partners adapting to the change? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. So we've had plenty of practice uh, to work on, you know, working virtually in an, an emergency operations center, which is something that was uh, pretty new to us, but we were sort of forced to do because of COVID. I mean, we'll always have a small footprint here uh, at our command center, but we've actually had, like you said, we've had a few heat activations that have been all virtual. So we're able to, you know, use different technology to sort of communicate with agency partners um, and, and share information uh, happening in real time and, and be in constant communication with them. And so we've been able to do that uh, pretty effectively, I think, for heat. Uh, we also uh, exercised it. You know, we learned, um, as you know, I oversee exercises. So one of the things we'd like to do is to test, test these things out. So we did, you know, we have been doing some virtual exercises. But more importantly, I think on a day-to-day basis, because we've been running with a smaller footprint here in the office, uh, people, uh, our agency and other agencies have worked, have learned to adapt to work remotely and, and are becoming more and more effective at that. So I don't think you'll be 100% virtual, but we are going to run with a much smaller footprint here. Um, and I think we'll be just as effective. Wonderful. Uh, I have one last question here, Jake. When we talk about evacuating, there are some people who may not have a family member or a friend in which they can shelter. And so they may have to visit one of the city's hurricane evacuation centers. Obviously, we know there is COVID. So can we talk a little bit about some of the social distancing and the changes that people will see at the hurricane evacuation centers to ensure their safety when it comes to maybe having to visit one of these these centers? Yeah, I, I mean, ideally, um, we want people to stay with friends and family, but we know that's not always gonna work out uh, for whatever reason, and that people are gonna have to use our, our shelters. Um, so the I, I think pretty early on in the, the COVID pandemic, uh, we recognized uh, that this was gonna be here a while, and the, we were gonna have to make some adaptations um, to our planning efforts, particularly on the sheltering side. So our cascading impacts team working with human services started to look at our sheltering plan. And I think the greatest change was what you, just what you said, Omar, is this is the social distancing. Um, and so we started to expand the footprint in our shelters, uh, started to see how we could tape things out, uh, use different space within, within our shelters so that people could stay six feet apart. Uh, we still think we, you know, we know we still have the same amount of capacity by by making those adaptations. And so, if people do go to our shelter, we've made a a, a number of changes that 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 you would see. Um, the biggest one is that people, you know, cots and people will be placed six feet apart. Um, additionally, we made changes to the way uh, we'll be serving food at shelters, uh, where we'll be doing sort of grab and go model, and people eat back where they're they're sleeping instead of a congregate, you know, cafeteria type setting. And then also if someone comes into the shelter and they're exhibiting symptoms or we're not sure, we'll have an isolation area where we'll, they'll be able to assess and then figure out what the best sheltering option for that, that person would be at that time. Um, two other quick things is like, you know, we're doing enhanced cleaning of our, of our shelters to keep them clean. And then uh, finally, uh, you know, obviously 
you're going to need to wear a mask in a shelter. Um, and if people don't bring masks, uh, we'll provide a mask for them. Obviously, we want people to bring their own, but if they can't, we'll, we'll have masks. So those are the biggest changes, I would say, towards the sheltering um, side of things to, to make those shelters safe in light of, of COVID. We're talking to New York City Emergency Management Deputy Commissioner Jake Cooper about hurricane season here in New York City. Rapid response is up next, but first, here is a message from New York City Emergency Management. I first found out that I lived in a zone uh, prior to Hurricane Sandy. I felt my entire family was in danger. During the storm, it was catastrophic. Uh, my neighborhood uh, received a tremendous amount of damage. Unfortunately, we had loss of life in that portion of Staten Island. You need to have a plan for your family. Anything could happen at any time. New Yorkers have the power to be prepared for hurricanes. Know your zone, have a plan. It's time for Prep Talk Rapid Response. All right, it is Rapid Response time. And if you are a first-time listener, it's simple. Omar and I will ask questions, and our guest will give the first answer that comes to mind. Okay, Jake, what is the one emergency item you cannot live without? Uh, and I can't say my running shoes, right? You would not, You would, that's not acceptable, right? Awesome. Yeah. It could be acceptable, but if you have another item, we will take that as well. Okay, so, you know, in all seriousness, I would say cash. I'd say cash is king. People should have a little bit of cash on hand and and different denominations. You can always find a use for cash. Great answer. Good answer. Jake, what is the one thing you want listeners to know about personal preparedness? A little bit of planning goes a long way. So just take a little bit of time now to do those things I talked about, like sign up for Notify NYC and know your zone, make a plan with your family. But a little bit, a little bit of forward planning will will help a lot in an emergency. All right, Jake, final question. Sum up the work you do in one word. A lot of words I could choose, but I'm going to say dynamic. Great answer. Speaking with New York City Emergency Management Deputy Commissioner Jacob Cooper, um, for our listeners, It is hurricane season. Um, It is well underway here in New York City. And as a reminder, we want you to be prepared and stay safe. Uh, Visit nyc.gov slash knowyourzone or call 311 to find out whether you live in a hurricane evacuation zone. Make your plan and stay informed. That's this episode of Prep Talk. If you like what you heard, you can listen anytime online or through your favorite RSS feed. Until next time, stay safe and prepared.